Merry Christmas, almost. Merry Christmas, almost. This is Christmas Eve, and so you would expect that today the message would have something to do with Christmas. But maybe more appropriately, I should say, with, I know, Christmas. Now, we're not Catholic, and we wouldn't necessarily call it Christ Mass, but you ever notice that we say Christmas, we don't say Christmas. We seem to drop the T off. So even though we're like, uh, don't take Christ out of Christmas, when we say don't take Christ out of Christmas, we inevitably do it because we drop the T. Just something that we consider, and, and if we think about it, if we say Christmas, it's interesting as we drop the T, and what's the shape of the T is not the shape of the T across. And it just to remind us as we drop that T out that we don't forget the purpose of Jesus' coming was for a cross. He came as a babe so they could die on a cross for us. And so it's just in the subtle things even that we have to take care that we don't forget Christ out of Christmas even as we pronounce it. But that's not the message for today, it's not the primary focus, but just a little bit of a reminder. Our scripture today is found in Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 4, Micah. And if you're looking for Micah, um, for some of you that are are new to the Bible or trying to look it up, for those of you that have uh, an electronic Bible or you're looking up on your phone, that's pretty fast for you. But it's at the end of the Old Testament. We will have it on the screen. But it's in Micah 5, 2 through 4. And then in Matthew, just a book or two over, a few books over. Matthew chapter 2, verse 6. Before we get to those scriptures and give time for some that like to find that. Let's lay a little bit of foundation. What's going on? Micah is a prophet of the Old Testament. And in Micah, you would call them in the category of the minor prophets. We have major prophets in the divisions of the Old Testament and minor prophets. The major prophets you would think of would be Isaiah. And the major and the minor is not necessarily from a lack of importance, but Isaiah is large, Jeremiah is large. Micah and some of these other books are very few chapters, very few verses, not a lot of space. But Micah is prophesying in Micah 5, 2 through 4. And what he's prophesying about is what they reference in Matthew 2, which we're going to read both of these. So if you remember in Matthew 2, and you remember that the wise men came to Jerusalem looking for the king of the Jews. And so when you're looking for a king, you go to the palace. So they came to the palace, they were looking for the king of the Jews which had been born because they'd seen his star and wanted to worship him. So they came to the king and asked. And Herod then turned around and asked because he, he seemed to know what they're talking about and he asked the, the, the chief priests and the scribes, where is the Christ to be born? And remember we've talked about Christ references the Messiah. Where is he to be born? 
And so in their response, the scribes and the Pharisees, the chief priests and the, the scribes responded. And you'll see a quote there that we're going to read. And as we read that, you might notice they're not identical, but you can kind of think of it from the reference if you would ask me something. I says, well, the Bible says, and then I'm going to kind of loosely paraphrase it. But if I were to say John 3.16, let me quote John 3.16, then I would expect it to be a little more exacting. So let's book, look to the book of Micah, chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. Verse 4, And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. And so, now we're going to turn over to Matthew, chapter 2, verse 6. Matthew 2, 6. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. So if you look in there, you're going to find words like ruler and shepherd. And if you were back in Micah 5, 2, and read through verse 4, and it talks about, and he shall stand and feed his flock. Who feeds the flock? The shepherd does. The shepherd does. And so we notice some of those Slight differences, but it's the linkage there. They knew, Herod knew who the wise men were referring to, and then he referred to the chief priests and scribes for some clarity, and they responded with the context from this book of Micah, from these verses. And what we find in these, this passage is that Bethlehem is little. Bethlehem is little. But out of this little place is going to come a ruler. And maybe you come from a small town. Maybe you live or grew up out in the boonies. I mean, I bet Bethlehem didn't even have good internet. Or good food delivery. Maybe you haven't lived out in the boonies like that. Naturally, they didn't have internet back in those times, but maybe you're from a place or know of a place that's that small. Bethlehem is one of those small places. 
Maybe you're from one of those small places or small school or whatever it might be, and it feels somewhat in, in important, just a little town. Now, if you're from a big town and you live in an apartment, sometimes you feel like I'm just one out of thousands. Insignificant. But we have this little town. And we read in the scriptures, we have the shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. That's how we know things were happening at night, and we know the angels came at night, and they were told about the birth of Jesus. And we sing the song, Silent Night, Holy Night. And in our thoughts yesterday as we celebrated Advent at home, I think of the concept of when Jesus was born, when the, when the baby is born, you usually hear crying. Before the baby is born, it depends on the mother, you might hear some noises as well, because if she's in pain. I didn't have the occurrence, but it could be also if she's gripping the hand of her husband, he could be shouting out in pain as she squeezes his hands. But in that silence and there's Jesus, and we have the shepherds outside of Bethlehem. They're out watching the sheep. These insignificant, some might say, people. You know, if you're living in Jerusalem, or you're living in a city, or you're living in the castle like King Herod, you don't bother yourself, maybe, with the fact that there's people out there tending the sheep and taking care of the sheep. And they're keeping their, the sheep, attending the sheep at night, keeping watch over their flocks by night. So they're outside. Outside. I'm sure when it rains, they go inside. Tell the sheep, hey, sorry about your luck. No, they're outside all the time. Their shoes or sandals or feet are probably muddy, and, and uh, I'm sure they take showers every morning. I'm sure after carrying the sheep around that are injured that they just smell perfectly fine. But they're out there working. And sometimes people do roles that are important and others might look down upon them, but somebody's got to do these jobs. Somebody's got to do these roles. And so it was to these shepherds that the angels came and announced kind of reminds us of when Jesus' resurrection was announced, who did he announce it to? To a single big announcement come to a woman. Significance, even though society at the time didn't put the significance on the woman, she, she, her testimony didn't even count. But that's who the announcement came to. The announcement came to these insignificant shepherds, and maybe you can relate to them and say, oh, I, I come from a small town, or I'm just one in a thousand, but, and I got this insignificant job. I'm a shepherd. I'm a shepherd. 
very interesting, though, as we think about that, as I'm just a shepherd. We think about, in this prophecy, it says that the Messiah will come and he will do what? He will shepherd his people. We talked about how the shepherd would carry the lambs at times and the sheep when they were injured and how sometimes they're out in the rain and, they're, and they get muddy and they get grimy and they probably smell and things like that. And see, Jesus is coming and he comes as a shepherd who's willing to carry the sheep and get muddy guide the sheep, serve the sheep, take care of the sheep. We are the sheep. Jesus is even willing to die for the sheep. That's why he came. And so society might look down on our role as Christians and things, and our roles in our ministries. <coughs> but Jesus came as a shepherd. And we think back and we think of other shepherds. He came in the line and lineage of David. And what was David before he was king? David was a shepherd. I mean, when they went to get David, they, they Samuel come in and, and Saul had been disobedient to God. And Samuel comes to look for a son of Jesse to be king. Jesse trots out all his sons and the ones that would maybe fit and there's one missing and and who's the one missing oh it can't be him it can't be david he's out there tending the sheep that's the one to be king and this is this is the the one that when we get ready for the final four and March mayhem with basketball. There'll be the stories of the small school, the little school, the insignificant school, taking on the mighty giant school. Uh, school. And it's a story. It's a David and Goliath story. It's that David that took out the Goliath, the insignificant David. The one that was the little shepherd that became king. And of that lineage is Jesus, who, the Son of God, limited himself to fit himself into a baby, a human, become man while still God. Born in the house of lineage of David the shepherd. Born in a stable, placed in a manger where the sheep eat. Announced publicly to the shepherds first. Yes, there was a star and the wise men were coming. But to the shepherds. He's still our great shepherd. And so Jesus comes and the wise men, the wise council, they were looking, and they were looking in places they thought it was in the grandeur, and they thought it was in 
the riches, but no, he was in a humble beginning. See, he can relate. And so sometimes, if we feel like we're insignificant and we're unimportant, Jesus came. Yes, he was a king, but to everybody around him, it was, at least the ones he ran into, he was this insignificant baby. I mean, if Herod the king or some royalty had come and knocked and tried to find a place to stay, says, this is King Herod's child. Certainly got a place in a nice warm room for him. They might have made room, but no room. The song says, no room, only a manger of hay. So he came as insignificant. People thought him not important, even though he's the son of God. Maybe you feel unimportant or insignificant, but God himself came and became like you. Died for you. And understand, you are important. I mean, he spoke to the 5,000 and fed the 5,000, but he took time for the Samaritan woman. Just him and her. First, she was a Samaritan. Wasn't a Jew. They looked at the Samaritans, the dogs, the, the set, the outcast. She had some sinful experiences in her past life that kind of maybe, because she came out to the well and it was just her. She seemingly didn't come when everybody else came to the well. Maybe she was felt a little more outcast from society. She had had several husbands. But Jesus spoke to her. He was significant. To, she was significant to him. And so we think about that concept, that how we can relate to Jesus, and Jesus relates. Jesus was adopted by his earthly father. And we are adopted if we have the blood of Jesus applied. And we have are adopted in the family of God. You can see all these places where it relates. And though we feel like we are small, and we can relate, and here's Jesus in a little town of Bethlehem. Maybe everybody else looks as small, but you realize that if we've had Jesus in our lives and our sins forgiven, that it says the way we are joint heirs with Jesus. That makes us royalty, as it were. And though we might not have much and we might not feel like much, that Jesus understands that. But see, as we follow Jesus, we might live in a stable or is born in a stable or in a small town or maybe in the situation. Remember, to those that are around, Mary, Mary was pregnant before she's supposed to be. So Jesus was in that kind of home. 
But now, we look forward to, through this walk of Christ, born as a babe in a humble manger, we look forward to a mansion in heaven. Join heirs with Jesus. So to others, Jesus was insignificant. His upbringing, insignificant. His parents didn't have a lot of money. They weren't well off. But it's out of that that Jesus progressed to his ministry and he ministered to the small and to the mighty. And he came for you and he came for me because we're important to him. Sometimes we discount ourselves as insignificant. Sometimes you can say, oh, I'm from a small town, small school, small church. But those are the details, those are the people that God pays attention to, just like the shepherds. just like us, that we can have an impact in the world around us. Because who else did Jesus use? Fishermen. He used fishermen. Fishermen and shepherds. He can use you. Aren't you thankful that Jesus came at Christmas? He came with the cross in mind that you can have eternity and look forward to a mansion in heaven. So don't undercut yourself. Don't think you're not important. Don't think that God can't use you because he can. So let's rejoice in the birthday of a king. Let's be standing together. Father God, we do thank you that you sent your son as a babe. Jesus, we're thankful that you came. You understand what it is to be without, to be looked down upon even as a child, to be like the outcast, humble beginnings, having to work with your hands. But you changed the world. May we be humble. But may we not get caught thinking that we're insignificant because you came for us and we're joint heirs with you. What a gift. That through your shed blood we can come before the throne of God. Help us to rejoice. Not discount ourselves, but rejoice 
that you loved us, you cared for us, and then we have the blessing of salvation upon our hearts if we've asked you to be our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.